But you will respect me. You know why? Cause I'm a boss. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Bossy Girl Defined. I'm your host Imani Williams and today we're going to talk about how the trauma I experienced in 2020 has also carried over to this new year of 2021. And so that's kind of like I guess a content warning so it is going to get heavy and it's going to get a little deep and you know I really contemplated talking about this because it is so heavy and then I was like you have to talk about it and then I also contemplated this being my first episode of the new year because I was like really something so heavy but the truth is it's really been on my heart and I'm really doing this for people who are black and are feeling alone and maybe not realize that you do have trauma that you are dealing with and maybe never really got to deal with over the summer of 2020, whether you just kind of ignored the way you were feeling or maybe you were never given the space to really feel what you were feeling or maybe you just were too busy, you know, whether that was you were working a job, taking classes, taking care of your kids, you know, just doing other things like living life. Maybe that's what you were doing that you didn't have time to deal with your emotions, which it comes down to like, that's just the truth sometimes. And so these feelings didn't really come up until I saw white supremacist and domestic terrorist storm the capital storm the capital of the united states of america in washington dc a federal building that is supposed to have top level security they stormed the building during a time where constitutional proceedings were being done where you literally had the highest ranking Congress members in the Capitol. That's when they decided they were gonna storm the Capitol. Many of them whites, I saw, I saw white people, you know, out there using their white privilege to the point where you had some of them in Nancy Pelosi's office, you had some of them on the actual floor sitting and just you know having fun taking photos taking pictures you had a mob of people pushing back against police and i saw this you know breaking news on cnn just watching having people blow up my phone saying like do you see what i see and it hit me that if that had been my people, if that had been black bodies 
fighting for rights. Those people literally decided they were going to storm the building because they thought that an election was rigged or taken from them. No, the American people, including black and brown votes, decided that Joe Biden was going to be our president and not Donald Trump. So that's what y'all are upset about. Nothing has been taken from you. You have Your rights have not been violated. But you feel that this is your country, that you had the audacity to go and storm the Capitol. While during the summer of 2020, you had black and brown bodies fighting for their rights, fighting for people not to shoot them, especially the people who are supposed to protect them, the police, fighting for their lives, fighting to not be judged because they are black. And those protesters in the streets of many different cities were met with violence. Violence is what they encountered, whether that was the rubber bullets, whether that was their tear gas, whether that was literally being beaten on with batons. That's what we were met with this summer. But somehow, white people can go and storm the Capitol, which is supposed to be top-level clearance, and y'all only make a couple of rests. And now y'all are on the news talking about, oh, yes, we're searching for these people. No, they should have been arrested right then and there. But y'all had the National Guard ready for Black Lives Matter protests, and we didn't even have any weapons on us. We don't even own guns. And so at that moment, seeing that on TV, you see how a country that your family and your ancestors have helped build, that they did build, have no regard for your life. That's what I felt when I saw those people, those domestic terrorists, those insurrectionists storming the Capitol. And all of the feelings that I felt during the summer of 2020 somehow met me again as I watched people storm the Capitol, white people storm the Capitol and use their privilege and know that they weren't gonna be hurt because they were white. Because the color of their skin means more than the actions that they are committing, the crimes that they are committing. But when I am peacefully protesting, when we are peacefully protesting, we are met with violence. That's what what was so, so upsetting about what happened at the Capitol. And I want people to understand that for some of you, including companies and businesses and all of you that decided to put Black Lives Matter in your profiles or to post a Black Lives Matter post that you did or to have that slogan in your profile or to purchase a Black Lives Matter shirt, you know, that was a moment for you. My life mattering is not a moment for me. My life mattering is something that I think about every single day that I am alive. I wake up 
And I have to take into account my race and what people think about my black skin, my beautiful black skin, what people think about that and how they are going to treat me today when they look at me, what are they going to feel? Are they going to be scared or terrified? Are they going to decide to be rude for no reason because they don't have a, they don't care about my life? If I'm going to be met with violence because for some reason black lives are inferior to them. That's what I think about. And for everyone who's like, oh, can we just stop talking about race for one moment? No, we cannot talk stop talking about race because it is something that plays and goes on in my life day after day after day. And I'm at the point in my life where we see things like what happened at the Capitol and I have no regard for other things that are going on because I'm thinking about race and I'm thinking about my people and I'm thinking about kids in their communities. I was 11 years old when Trayvon Martin was killed. 11 years old. That's the first time other than my teacher telling me about Emmett Till. Trayvon Martin was the, the first person in real time where I saw that black lives didn't matter where I saw that you could kill someone who was black and not have to deal with any consequences, not to think about the repercussions because for some reason our lives, they don't matter. And so I was 11 years old when my life was disrupted and I had to really think about the skin that I was in, Trayvon Martin. And since then I can name so many different names and tell you about so many different people because as I grew up, I saw more and more of that on the news. And so that's what black kids have to deal with while growing up is seeing people who look like you and never see there were charges pressed against and that people are gonna spend their lives in jail for killing an innocent life. That's what happens growing up black. And so this summer, I really thought about it. I thought about those kids I thought about the little girl that saw Brianna Taylor lose her life. I saw the little girl who had to hear on the news that nobody was gonna be held accountable for Brianna Taylor's death. And so you hear things like that, it doesn't matter what age you are and that affects you. And so you hear news like that, but still you're supposed to show up you're supposed to show up for your job. You're supposed to show up for your friends. You're supposed to show up for your family. You're supposed to show up for yourself. That's a lot to show up for. You know? And God forbid you're doing other things like on an exec team for an organization or running your churches this and that or setting up volleyball or whatever you're doing. Oh, and I forgot we are also dealing with a pandemic at the same time I'm doing all of that and trying to show up for different things, trying to show up for different people. And every time you're showing up, you ask yourself, who's gonna show up for me? Who is gonna show up for me? When is this country going to show up for me? And so it was very difficult this summer and even now to 
the summer and also during my school year. For those of you who don't know, I'm a college student and I'm involved in many different things. And it was very hard for me to just show up for these different organizations and extracurriculars that I'm a part of because all I wanted to do was like be by myself. And I I don't even know what I wanted to do. Sometimes I was just angry. Sometimes I was just frustrated. There were so many different emotions that I was feeling. And thankfully I had amazing friends that I could talk about what was going on with. And even after I spoke with them, I was still frustrated because, you know, we're living this life together and it's very difficult because you're like, oh, we're talking. I'm voting, you know, I'm voting. I live in Georgia. I voted, you know, I showed up for that. I'm getting involved using my voice. I'm showing up. When is this country going to show up for me? And I really want people to understand that it's been very difficult for me as a Black woman. And and once again, I'm not trying to speak for everyone, but for a majority of Black people that live in this country, it's, it's difficult with what we're dealing with right now. And so I watched the table, the Red Table Talk with Olivia Jade and, you know, Gam, who is Jada Pinkett Smith, grandmother. She goes by Gam on the show. She spoke about how she did not want Olivia Jade on there. She didn't care for her situation. And I'm just going to give y'all a quote that she said, and then we're going to really dig into it. So Gam says, For me, it's like there is so much violent dehumanization that the Black community has to go through on a daily basis. There's so much devastation, particularly this year, 2020, with the pandemic and everything brought to the table. There's so much inequality and inequity that when you come to a table with something like this, it's like, child, please. And so I'm not going to get into the Olivia Jade situation. If you want to know more about that, look up the Red Table Talk. It was a great discussion. But I will say that when Gam said that, I felt that so much. And I was like, that's me. I'm supposed to be giving to these other things. But when there is inequality and inequity happening right at my front door, right, happening to people that look like me, who are me, you know, like could have my life. Like we we are each other. Those are my brothers and my sisters. It's just very difficult. And to say that I'm exhausted and tired is an understatement. But the truth is, I don't have time to be exhausted and tired because I have to fight every day whether I'm fighting for myself or my little brother or a little girl in Chicago that I don't know I just want things to get better for us and so I don't have time to be tired exhausted because I have to fight and then I remind myself that I'm not fighting alone and so for all of the black people out there I just want you to know that you're not fighting alone And that I realize that it can be very difficult to show up every day, whether that's for your job, whether you're a mother or father, so for your children, whether it's for your older parents, whether it's for your friends at school. And I want you to know it's okay for you to just show up for yourself. Take time to show up for yourself, whatever that looks like for you. For me, it's just taking a moment and doing meditation. You have to find out what showing up looks like for you. 
And so I, I did this episode because I really want non-Black people to realize that what you witnessed this summer was not a moment. It is my everyday life. And so, no, I won't stop talking about race. I won't stop talking about inequality. I won't stop talking about inequity. I won't stop fighting for Black lives. It's just something that I'm not going to stop doing. And you should not stop doing it either. If you really care, if Black Lives Matter was in your profile, I want you to know it's not a moment. It's everyday life for people. And so you're not allowed to just fight for one day. No, this is something that is ongoing. So you need to figure out what you're going to do. If you say that you're an ally, what are you going to do? And for Black people out there, take a moment. You deserve a moment. Show up for yourself, whatever that looks like. And if you need someone to talk to, DM me. I love having conversation. I love talking. And as much as I love talking, and I think that I'm pretty good at it. So I'm a pretty good talker, but I'm also a great listener. And so if you have something to say and you just want to have a conversation, I'm here for it. But in this new year of 2021, you have to take time for yourself. It's a goal of mine. It's something that I've realized with the emotions I had last summer and even these past few weeks, <laughs> these past few days. I have to take a moment for myself, let myself breathe. And I hope that you are doing that too. I just want you to take a moment to breathe. So that's all that I have for this episode. I hope that you have a great day. I hope that your year is starting off right for yourself, whatever that looks like for you. And so with that being said, you can follow me on social media at Bossy Grill Defined on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to look into my personal life, you can also follow me at Imani Adia, I-M-A-N-I-A-D-I-A. And as always, stay bossy.